So welcome to tonight's first of 12 classes in this series. Uh, it is a series themed on the yamas and niyamas or yoga's principles. I like to think of them as principles to connection, both to ourselves um, and to others. And so this first class around nonviolence, um, the concept of nonviolence, not just, I'm not just referring to physical acts, but in how any of our thoughts, actions, speech, um, and how we use them towards ourselves or towards others and how that can be harmful. Um, and also how we treat our bodies, our physical bodies, our emotional bodies, all of those different layers of ourselves. Because in actuality, how our ability to treat ourselves well um, and take care of ourselves becomes, becomes the ability to extend those same kindnesses to others. And especially now, uh, we don't have to look very far to see how much fear is in the world right now. And that fear creates violence when our insecurities uh, translate into acts of control, greed, defensiveness. Um, literally what we think about, we bring about into our lives. We're the total architects of our lives. So we can become aware of what energy that we're attracting by how we treat ourselves. So tonight, joining, uh, allowing, or giving yourself this time to practice is a beautiful way to start showing yourself um, some compassion, some gentleness, some softness, and some self-care. So wherever you are in this moment, finding a comfortable position on your back. If laying on the floor doesn't serve you, you could do this class in your bed or on a chair. Just letting yourself start to settle into the support of the surface beneath you. For the next hour, just taking the intention to be with yourself in this space the sense of curiosity for whatever might show up for you in your body tonight. Just letting go of whatever was going on in the rest of your day. Inviting your senses to draw inward. Feeling the weightedness of your body and all of the places where it meets the floor. And starting with that connection point at the back of the head. You might even gently let your head rock side to side, sensing in to the surface area of that spot of connection. And then letting that head find stillness. Sensing into that 
subtle curve at the back of the neck. Places where the back of the body rests away from the floor. Sensing into the shoulders, left to right side. Noticing if one feels heavier than the other. Letting this sensing travel down the lengths of the arms. Even between shoulder and elbow. Does the surface area of contact on the right side feel the same or different than the left side does? Each elbow pointed at the same or different place in space. And then from elbow to wrist, left to right side. It's the same or different. Coming down into the hands. Do the fingers curl? Are they straight? Are the palms to the ceiling or are the palms to the floor? Noticing if the contact area of the hand is the same or different left to right side. Letting this awareness of contact with the floor come into the spine, the upper, mid, and low back. Noticing where that Length of spine starts to rise into the most subtle of arch at the low back. Just noticing with your mind, you can sense into that place where the back body starts to rise away from the mat. Coming into the pelvis, sensing the weightedness or connection of each side of the pelvis into the floor. And even noticing space or the length between hip bones and armpits. The pelvis feel evil, sorry, even, or more tilted one way or the other. Letting the awareness travel down into the legs. Noticing whether each leg is held in internal ro rotation or maybe externally rotated. Which direction each of the knees is pointing. Is that the same or different left to right side? All the way down into the ankles and the feet. Noticing the direction each foot is pointed. And seeing the entire body here connected in space. And as you scan head to toes, 
what area of the body comes to the forefront of your awareness? Can you sense into areas of tension or even pain? Maybe it's a recurring thought or a sensation of warmth or cold. Just taking a mental screenshot of your body here at the beginning of practice. Noticing what you notice in the mind and body as we begin. And then bring your attention to your breath. Right now, where do you sense the movement of your breath in your physical body? As you inhale, what part of you is moving, expanding? Noticing the quality of your breath. Is it smooth and even, steady? Or do you notice an area of jerkiness or shakiness in either the inhale or the exhale? And can you let that breath be smooth and even, flowing without pause? like a continuous stream of oil being poured from one container to another. In the inhale, transition effortlessly into the exhale, the exhale into the inhale. Starting to invite that breath deep into the belly. It helps you to connect better with the breath. You can place the hands on the low belly beneath the belly button. Letting the middle fingers just gently make contact so that the pinkies are spread towards the toes and the thumbs are spread towards the heart. And noticing that as you inhale, the belly rises and expands your fingers gently spread away from each other. As you exhale, belly falls. Those middle fingertips might come back into the most gentle of contact. Letting the breath be slow and easy. Expanding into the belly. And then you can take the hands to the side body so that the pinkies are 
close to the hip bones and the thumbs are coming up towards the armpits. You can sense into the rib cage. Let's stay connected to that same belly breath. But as you inhale and feel the belly rise, also connecting to the expansion in the side body as the rib cage opens to allow the lungs to fully expand. So inhaling, belly rises, ribs expand. Exhaling, ribs softening, belly falls. Connecting to these two parts of breath. You can let go of the hands or keep them there or bring them to the belly, whatever serves. Continuing to connect to these two parts of the breath, inhaling into the belly, feeling the ribs expand. Also getting curious about sensing into the movement at the back of the body, where the ribs on the back expand into the floor beneath you. A little bit more subtle here. Just knowing that the lungs are actually closer to the back of the body than they are to the front. Can you sense into that movement of expansion? They're all the muscles, our primary breathing movement. So is that respiratory diaphragm it's drawn down towards the heels with the inhale. We're expanding that container of breath, belly, ribs, and back. And taking a even fuller breath, feeling the secondary breathing muscles of the upper chest start to engage. So that in addition to the belly, ribs, and back, the chest is also rising and expanding. Feeling the upper nodes of the lungs that extend beyond the collarbones. Just letting that breath be long and luxurious. With each inhale connecting to all parts of movement of the breath. And on the exhale, each piece softening, releasing. And then letting go of the hands, letting them come back to rest on the floor. Returning just to an even, steady, even breath. So coming back to this idea of nonviolence, just continuing to notice your breath for a few moments. The, the more gross form of violence we might think of 
you know, as assault or, or actually, you know, having someone be killed. Those grosser forms, um, we can generally easily understand. However, this idea of nonviolence has many subtle implications as well. When we feel hurried or afraid, uh, powerless, out of control, out of balance. When we're harsh with ourselves, we might find ourselves speaking words of unkindness or even exploding with emotion. As our awareness of these subtleties grows, we can learn that our ability to be nonviolent to others is directly related to our ability to be nonviolent with ourselves. The challenge becomes to find our own courage through these fears. The courage is not the absence of fear, but the ability to be afraid without it paralyzing us, to feel the fear and do it anyway. It starts within us, how we treat ourselves. We cannot find love for ourselves. It becomes all too easy to focus outwards to others, hiding our own sense of failure or fear under either blazing concern, control, or worry about others. How we treat ourselves is, in truth, how we treat those around us. So bringing awareness to our breath and to our holding patterns in these situations can remind us to be gentle and loving to ourselves, both in breath and in thought. So starting to head into our movement practice tonight, I'll invite you to bend the knees and bring the bottoms of both feet flat on the floor. Whatever distance apart feels stable and steady for the, for the back of your pelvis. And start, um, well, let's just think about the bottoms of the feet as if they were making impressions in warm, wet beach sand. So starting with just the right foot, taking a few presses, sending a little bit of weight, a little bit of pressure through the bottom of the right foot. Easy does it, starting to sense when those upper muscles of the legs engage. How that shift of weight feels in the pelvis. The connection point where the head of the femur rests in the hip socket. And then go ahead and switch over to the left foot press. Noticing any differences in sensation in this left side versus the right. You can even pulse gently back and forth. Really taking a minute to notice as you release, release each foot pressure nice and slowly. Is there any jumpiness or jaggedness these sticky spots along the release of pressure in either foot.
And I'm just finishing up with one or two presses of both feet into the floor together, stabilizing the pelvis. And starting to find some stillness. If you need any readjustment so that you feel a little bit more stable throughout the back of the pelvis. Bringing the mind to the point of the tailbone. And if it helps you to kind of visualize this triangle of the pelvis, you can find your hip bones that point up towards the ceiling. And thinking about the tailbone as that third point of the triangle. Downward facing triangle towards the heels. And as you start to take your next inhale, thinking about pressing the tailbone gently into the floor beneath you. And as you do so, you might notice the low back start to rise away from the floor. Trying to keep this really small and subtle to begin with. This is an area that is held tight or feels really difficult to connect to. You could actually put a hand behind your back if that's available to your shoulders. And as you press the tailbone into the floor, notice that low back arch rise away from the hand. This is a movement that's familiar to you. You don't need the hand. Letting the natural length of your inhale bring you into the arch, sending the tail towards the floor. Not as important how big that arch is. The real work of Soma Yoga is in how slowly and connected can we stay to each release. Noticing any sticky spots, places where it feels like a little bit of a muscle stutter shows up. We call these sticky spots SMA or sensory motor amnesia. This is places where the brain has lost conscious control, remembering it can release that muscle. We want to work in that range of three to five slow and small repetitions, really, really focusing on the release side of the movement. And you're welcome to bring this arch further and further up the spine, thinking about each of those vertebrae as a separate pearl on a string. Can you go slow and small enough to the point where you can start to sense each vertebrae being invited into the arch of that lift? And as you exhale, softening the backline muscles, feeling the reconnection of each vertebrae back towards the floor. Taking 
one or two more passes. Inhaling into the arch and exhaling back to neutral or the starting position. And starting to let yourself make your way back to stillness. Taking a pause here and reconnecting to that deep belly breath. All those places of movement of a full container breath. We're taking pause here, inhaling from neutral. And as you exhale, starting to send the tailbone towards the ceiling, gently pressing the low back into the floor beneath you. And as you exhale, letting that front line, the abdominal contraction, soften back to neutral. sense into which muscles are doing this flattening movement, you can actually find the bony landmark of the pubic crest. And the upper part of the abdominals where they connect at the sternum. So as you exhale and tilt the tailbone or draw the tailbone up towards the ceiling, you can start to feel those lower abdominal muscles engage. So the backline muscles aren't doing anything. They're just surrendering to the contraction of the abdominal muscles. Low back gets pressed into the floor as a result of this abdominal contraction. Letting that release be slow and small as well. You spend a lot of time at a desk or seated or sewing or driving. It's a good place to start to notice some of that shakiness or stickiness in those abdominal muscles that are held in long time of long times of contraction when we're seated for long periods of time. Again, one or two more times coming into abdominal contraction or that flattening where the tailbone is drawn up towards the ceiling. Letting the inhale bring you back to neutral. When you feel complete in that direction, just allowing yourself a couple of passes in either direction. If it is accessible to you to pair those two movements with the breath, do so. If you are new to this and it feels a little confusing, don't worry about the breath. Just letting your natural length of inhale and exhale Ride the body through that wave of movement.
And when you're complete, passing through each of the directions, allow the legs to extend out long. Reconnecting to those four places of movement of the breath. Thinking about the breath as a liquid that fills the container. The natural physics of that movement require the liquid to come all the way to the bottom of the container first. Touching all the sides, filling up into the upper chest. the top of the breath. Letting yourself connect to another body scan. From head to heels. Bringing that first scan to mind. You notice anything that is different since the beginning of practice. Just that simple arch and flatten exploration. Noticing the mind, how the speed of thoughts may have changed since the beginning of practice. Any changes in the quality of breath And that the breath is the bridge to self-regulating both body and mind. It's our most readily accessible tool for bringing ourselves back to center. And anytime you notice yourself out of sorts, whether anxious or depressed or just overwhelmed or in anger or in grief, you can start to notice the breath in these moments. A simple act of reconnecting to the breath, to those four points of movement, starts to calm the nervous system. So get you to roll over onto your bellies. If you need um, any other movements to feel more at ease transitioning onto your belly. So you can put a blanket, a folded blanket, or a couple of blankets, so that your torso is supported between collarbones and hip bones. If you've done backlift before and you know you like to do it on a bolster, you're welcome to do that. Cradling um, the forehead on the backs of the hands. or even on another blanket so that the nose doesn't get mushed into the floor. Before we do any movements, just connecting to that belly breath here in this new orientation to space. Inhale, now expanding the belly into the floor. The ribs still expanding outward. 
now that back body has a little bit more freedom, it may even be easier to connect to the sensation of the back body expanding with the breath. And then I'll get you to send your left arm alongside the body, palm facing the ceiling, and your head turned to face your right elbow. With your right hand, palm is to the ground beneath your left cheek, nose pointed towards your right elbow. leaving the hand connected to the floor, the face glued to the hand. Thinking about the muscles behind that right shoulder blade. And even with just leaving that arm heavy there so that the elbow isn't even coming off of the floor. Can you connect to those muscles, those rhomboid muscles of the right shoulder blade and start to draw just the right shoulder blade a little bit closer towards the spine. Having that happen three or four times, just retracting the right shoulder blade. Exhaling. Slow release. So the idea with somatics isn't we're not building we're not aiming for like this super big contraction. We're not building strength. We want to create awareness and reconnection of the sensory motor loop that connects the brain to the muscle control. So with each inhale, connecting to the contraction behind the right shoulder blade, each exhale, slow as you can. Try to smoothly release the contraction in the right shoulder blade. And it's okay if there's sticky or jumpy spots that show up. For the process of making continual contraction and release, we start to smooth out this jumpiness. Heading towards stillness. Letting that right shoulder relax. And with the next pass, we're going to first reconnect to that movement of drawing the right shoulder blade towards the spine. And then allowing the right elbow to start to float an inch or two off of the floor. The head is still going to stay at rest on the hand. We're just coming into contraction behind the shoulder blade and then allowing the right elbow to start to peel off the floor. Again, how high doesn't matter. What's important is in how slow and controlled you can allow that release to be.
particularly through those last quarter inches or millimeters of release before the elbow comes back to contact with the floor. Those last bits of release behind the shoulder blade. Noticing in your body where those shaky spots show up for you. And taking pause. And if that feels like that's enough for you, you can stay with that movement. You want to slowly build load to all of these movements. But whatever you're doing, staying in your pain-free range of motion, or that if you come to practice in pain, that it's not increasing any pain. So once again, as you start to inhale, drawing the right shoulder blade towards the spine, elbow starts to lift off of the floor. If it's accessible to you, you can support the weight of the head with the hand and start to peel the upper shoulder away from the floor. So the head comes along for the ride. As you start to peel that top quarter of the body, right shoulder, right elbow, off of the mat. Starting to feel that engagement coming down into the extensor muscles that run alongside the spine. Connecting to again that slow and steady release all the way back to the floor. You can stay as small as you want. Your body feels like it's craving more movement, more height. Listening to that inner edge at just right stimulus. Noticing that the higher you peel that top quarter of the body away from the floor, the more you can notice the engagement shift down into the back body. The shoulder engages, muscles down the sides of the spine engage to peel the upper right shoulder and chest off of the floor. Softening, releasing. One more time. And then letting that upper side of the body start to make its way towards stillness, towards neutral, and taking pause there. If the head needs to be adjusted or switch directions just to give it a break from that right side facing, feel free to do so. We're going to keep the upper body quiet. Bring our awareness down to our left glute. So even just keeping the leg at rest on the floor. Seeing if you can connect to the smallest of bum week on that left glute. Gently squeezing the left bum cheek. 
getting curious about how slowly you can release that contraction. Two or three times of just the glute on the left side. Any shakiness show up as you try and release that left side. Sometimes it might feel like the muscle just wants to fall out. And then let go of that. The next time you come into that left glute contraction, start to float the left leg off of the floor. It doesn't have to be super high. Just enough where you can sense into the muscles engaging. The glute, the hamstring, those large muscles of the upper legs. Starting with some low lifts. Noticing that the higher you lift, that how that starts to transition the contraction into those lower back muscles. Only going so high where the upper body can still stay quiet. And then heading towards neutral with the lower leg, the left leg. Just taking pause, connecting to that belly breath. And if the head isn't facing the right elbow, bring it back to this position. So we're gonna connect those two parts of the pattern of back lift. So whenever you're ready, as you start to inhale, Drawing the right shoulder blade back towards the spine at the same time the left glute engages. Coming into the elbow lift on the right side as the left leg lifts off of the floor. Coming into whatever height of lift feels good in your body tonight. That means allowing the head to come off the floor as well, supported by the hand, feel free to do so. Inhaling into that full diagonal contraction pattern between right shoulder and left leg. Exhaling, easy does it. Slow and complete release back to neutral. Letting yourself have one or two more passes at your own speed. And letting yourself start to head towards stillness of both upper and lower body. If you want to bring both hands to support the forehead so that the neck can be a neutral, feel free. 
Finding your way into this pause. Connecting to the belly breath. And scanning the body here, head to heels. Noticing what is the same or different since the beginning of practice. Particularly in any differences between the area between the shoulder blades side to side. And the glutes left to right side. Taking a full breath and even noticing any differences in the ability for the body to expand into that space between armpits and hips. And then starting to transition to the other side set up. So the right arm comes alongside the body. Left hand supports the head underneath the right cheek. Nose is pointed towards the left elbow. And with your next inhale, starting to connect with just the retraction of the left shoulder blade towards the spine. This side feel more free and easy. Or maybe more shaky or sticky than the other side did. Easier or more challenging to connect to a smooth release of this left shoulder blade. Because our brains are such amazing tools, we don't need quite so many repetitions on this side because it already has caught on to the pattern. So you can go ahead and invite that left elbow into the lift in addition to the left shoulder blade retraction. Awareness for any sticky spots that show up as we increase the load by adding the weight of the arm and the elbow. And if this feels enough for you, you can stay here. Or you can invite the upper chest on the left side to start to peel off the floor. The head comes along for the ride, supported by the back of the left hand.
Noticing those backline muscles coming on to help lift the upper body. Can you stay small enough so that the lower body, that right glute stays quiet? What point do you want it, or what point do you sense it wanting to jump in to help? Can you keep that upper body movement in the range where the lower body stays quiet? One more time and then letting that upper body start to head towards neutral. And taking pause. Letting that upper body find stillness on both sides. Feeling the pull of gravity on the shoulders. Letting the elbows, arms rest into the floor. Starting to connect with the right glute now. Finding three or four Slow and controlled right glute contractions. Keeping the right leg at rest on the floor. Just engaging the muscles of the right bum cheek. And is the side shakier or smoother than your left side was? When you're ready, starting to add the load of the leg into this right lower body contraction. So right glute engages, right leg starts to float off of the floor. Muscles of the upper legs come online to help. As the height of the lift increases, Start sensing into the muscles of the low back. Start to engage. And when you're ready, incorporating the left shoulder, elbow, upper chest peel to whatever degree or whatever height feels good for you bringing upper and lower body into the full pattern of diagonal back lift. From left shoulder to right leg. Starting to head back towards neutral. Taking pause, 
in stillness. Whatever adjustments to head and arm position you need to feel comfortable. Again, letting yourself scan the body head to heels. Contrasting and comparing right to left sides. you're ready, you can take whatever movement you need. Uh, if it feels good to press back into child's, a little bit of length to that low back. Whatever you're doing, slow and easy, so that you can transition back onto your back. So because this is an hour class, we're at about the uh, five minutes out from eight o'clock right now. So having whatever you need nearby to be ready for Shavasana, we're just gonna recalibrate a little bit with a few last arch and flattens on our backs. And so to honor your time, like I said, we have about five or seven minutes left before we hit the hour mark. So if you have to leave, know that we are close to time. And if you are free to stay, I will guide you into relaxation and then I will just end the call. So you're free to lay and integrate as long as you want after the class is over. You don't have to come to seated. We won't end the class as we traditionally would. But since you're in your home, letting yourself linger in Shavasana or relaxation as long as you would like. So transitioning back onto your back with knees bent, feet flat on the mat, allowing yourself to ride that wave of inhale and exhale back and forth between arch and flatten. Sensing into anything that feels different now those first movements you took tonight. Any places of tension or pain shifted or changed. The quality of the breath. quality or speed of thoughts. And then letting yourself find whatever position you want, wherever you're most comfortable to find total stillness for the next few minutes. Or as long as you want. If you're practicing in bed tonight, you could actually just let the practice bring you into sleep.
Sensing back into that fully connected body, head, neck, shoulders, spine, pelvis and legs, arms. Sensing in to that pull of gravity on the back of the body. Seeing yourself here, at the same time connected to all parts of you. If you can visualize looking at yourself from above, a stick figure of connection points. This point of light. Picturing yourself connected to all things. That same energy that grows acorns into oak trees has propelled you forward in life from infant to adult. It is the same creative energy that you have used to create the life you have. Picture Lake Superior or the ocean is the energy of the universe. Every tree, every plant, every animal, every rock, every person. Picture yourself as a cup of that big body of water. You are in the lake as much as the lake is in you. This is a great metaphor for humanity, especially now. We have all come from the same field of energy. We all have the same potential and come from the same source. How you treat the water inside your cup also affects the water outside of your cup. So connected here, seeing yourself as this floating cup of ocean. Breathe in thoughts of love, kindness, compassion. Imagine them filling you with bright white light. And as you breathe out, picture sending that light out of your heart, radiating into all the other cups, all the other lake that surrounds you. For this whole next couple of days until the next class, the experiment is to act as if you are totally complete. There's no need to expect anything from yourself, to criticize or judge anything about you. No need to compete with anyone. No need to be more than you are or less than you are. 
Just note your experience. Notice how much pleasure, patience, and kindness you can extend to yourself. Allow this to be your mantra. I am enough and more. <laughs>